This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. More than 12 years of research lie behind local artist and historian Judith Williams' exhibition, which opened in the Old Schoolhouse Art Gallery on Friday, August 26th, and runs until September 4th. In an interview with Cortez Currents, three months prior to the Butte Inlet landslide, Williams spoke against the proposed installation of power lines in that area because it's too avalanche-prone. The Butte Inlet slide is featured in water, color, but the exhibition really focuses on a series of paintings she made using the water she's been collecting in that region since 2010. It really was started because I spent a lot of time in Butte Inlet. When I heard that they were wanting to put in run-of-the-river projects in there, plus seven people who were applying to take water off the waterfalls, like Raindrop Creek, I felt that their applications were too big. It was too much for that inlet because it's so volatile. And the landslide's just a flicker of an eyelash. I started in 2010 collecting the water from as many places as I could. And also I was helped by a group of people who were concerned. It's difficult sometimes for an artist to know what to do that is relevant to the issue and still remains art. This exhibition called Watercolor is an attempt to make art out of my desire to collect the water from all the waterways, creeks and rivers and the inlet, that were under stress, and also the waterfalls, and paint with the water itself. The first thing someone sees entering the gallery is a cabinet filled with jars of water. This is only a fraction of her collection. Where did you start collecting water? The first one was on Cortez, from the creek along Smelt Bay. And it gave so much tone, I thought, well, this is going to be easy. I never got that much tone on pure water again. (laughs) I decided there were things up the hill that were draining into that little beautiful little creek. So then I decided, well, okay, maybe I should pay more attention to the location of where I'm collecting. Let's go back to the exhibit. Okay, this is the water cabinet. It has 12 of the things that I gathered up in Beauty Inlet. I don't have a cabinet big enough for all the 22, but there's 11 water jars, and this is the water that was left out that we gathered and then was left after I made the paintings. So this is the kind of residue which I decided to keep and keep as, as part of the storage of the thing in case I need to do more paintings or something happened. And then I have a jar of Butte wax that I got from the Schnorr family, So that's the brown stuff. (laughs) It's particularly important to look at the South Gate from March 2021 and Elliott Creek from 2010 because I have a section in here on the landslide and the water that was collected for me up there. So the Elliott Creek water was collected in 2010 and as you can see it hasn't changed. It's very, very clear. And that's true of most of the ones that come from that period that just shows you that there's not much in the water that's is going to cloud the water. There's some water, like this one, Fawn Bluff, which is from the mouth of the inlet, and it has salt in it, so it probably will precipitate a little bit of salt. Church House does have salt in it as well. She picked up the Elliott Creek jar from 2010. What was interesting was to look at this one that I kept all that time. One of the scientists at uh, Hakai was pretty interested. He said, I want to see this water. And he said, it is clear. And that's pretty remarkable. I'll show you the water that is from the landslide that they brought me. 
and you can see the difference. So that's the kind of introduction to the things, just the water. Then there's a painting here that's actually a watercolor painting. I just wanted people to know that I could do it. All the other paintings are just water. This one has pigment in it. So that's why that one is there. And it's from Kumsat Creek. That's where the heron was that I painted there. And then here is this photograph that was taken in 2020 of the waterfall, Raindrop Creek Falls. I used that on the poster and the invitation because it does show quite remarkably the clear water, which is the waterfall, and then suddenly it's green as soon as it's into the inlet because there's so much silt in the inlet. Let's talk about the artwork. What gave you the idea of putting it on paper? This has got to be the first time you've ever painted just water. No, not exactly. I have sprayed water on and thought it looked pretty good just with all the droplets one time. So I was quite familiar with paper and how water acted there. That's why I would make that choice. They're small, they're portable, and I didn't think that they should be too big. I thought they were modest things. So I started quite small, and some of them got bigger. I got picking up on things that I was seeing there and changing the forms and whatnot as I went along. Some forms seemed to make sense to go in a different kind of way. That one seems to have something more than water in it. That's from Church House. And in order to make the curves, I have to use a liquid gum that yellowed there a bit, the residue from that. But I like it. The other material that's on the paper, that is found in other places too, but this is from Church House Creek, which runs through their graveyard and the village. There was a lot of stuff in it. And uh, I chose the form because it is the form from the old church. The lunette windows that were there were very beautiful. That's where the form comes from. You've got another one, which is a crescent form. That's a bit complicated. That's collected in 2020. I had done water from there before. But by the time I was doing this, I was very interested in the pictographs that were there and the two-headedness of some of the images Then the current chief, Darren Blaney, had told me quite a few stories about the double-headed serpent. And that's where the form comes from. It's blocked off here because the story is that you gain that as your power symbol and you cut the heads off the serpent. It dances until the heads meet and then it regrows the heads. Forms started to come from the things that I was learning. There is one that's rectangular. That's because it has salt in it. That's from the bay itself. Giselle Giselle collected it for me. She said she would do that. She was going up to cook at the camp. And she said she collected it 200 meters from the dock. She's out in the inlet itself. So there'd be a bit of salt in there. Corrupted the paper quite a bit. All the bumps and everything, the salt has impacts. It has a big impact on this very delicate paper. So this is from Fawn Bluff. And there's a lot of salt there, all crystallized on the surface. Can you see it? Yeah. It depends on how far up the inlet you are, how fresh the water is. More than two-thirds of the inlet has fresh water on the surface. Are my eyes deceiving me, or is it kind of pinkish? Yes, it is, yeah. I let it do whatever it wants to do. But first of all, you choose the form. Some of them are just rectangles, and they're not very fancy forms. This one... As you can see, there's a kind of browning going there. So that's from the waterfall. And that water runs over a lot of material before I could get it at the bottom. So that young man is swimming, 
at the base of this creek in that first photograph. We went up in 2020, but I had collected it earlier than that. One of the paintings showed two slender triangles or fans. There's a lot of texture in the one on the right, which is designated downstream, but the upstream fan is almost invisible. This is the section about the landslide. This is the Southgate Valley, and the landslide came into the Southgate River about 10 miles up from Elliott Creek. That's because the water comes out of the Hamathco ice field. A tongue of the glacier retreated back, and it had been supporting Hunger Rock for thousands of years, and it let loose into a lake that it was feeding. If you look around here, you'll see some of the photographs that were taken. A guy named Bastian Fleury said I could use his photographs. He took it from his helicopter soon after it happened. And that gives you a sense of the overall. So this is Elliott Creek, and Southgate's here. It came down through here and just wiped all that out. This is also taken from plain. And because the landslide was 100 feet high, it wiped out the trees up that high. That's why you see this bank here. So this is painted with the water before, with water from 2010. And then there's this landslide, and these are pictures that people have given me the rights to use. And this is a scientist up there. And then I asked if somebody would bring me water from there, and the Hakai go up once a month to collect water for their project. Isabel, who took this picture, there's the Southgate River, there's the fan from uh, the Elliott Creek in March. This is water she brought me from downstream, and then this is water she collected above stream. So it's still clear in this big river. And then this is from Elliott Creek itself in April, and so it had started to refine itself a bit, which it will do, because it's fed by a melting glacier. This is a kind of description of what happened there. There's quite a bit of science has been done by kind of major scientists. Ian Geisbeck has taken a lot of photographs, and he sent me this one because they were getting this red stuff in the river. It was thick, and he wanted to know if I'd seen anything like that before. Getting back to the two triangular shapes. These are painted from Southgate water and then from Elliott Creek water. How did you choose these shapes that you've given them? These ones really came from her photograph. There were these very distinct forms were made. And the whole thing was a kind of triangular affair and fanned. And so that's why those are the way they are. This is the one with the water from below the landslide, and this is the water from above. What about all of the, uh, I'm going to call it texture, that's within the triangular space? Mm -hmm. You've got to remember, I'm putting 20 layers on, always. So various things happen, but of course it precipitated all this silt. That's one of the reasons to frame these things. They are dust. I probably could erase it all because there's no binder or anything. When you make work with watercolors, there is a gum binder that's part of watercolor. And that's what sticks this pigment, which is just dust, onto the paper. I have to try and take care of them. If they have a lot of stuff, it could easily go off. One of the final components of William's exhibit is a cabinet in which he keeps folders of supporting documentation for a number of the topics mentioned in the show. Judith Williams will be giving an artist talk at the Old Schoolhouse Gallery 
at 7 p.m. on Friday, September 2nd. Part of this exhibit was shown earlier this year at the Tidal Arts Centre in Lund. Another exhibition is planned for the Old Schoolhouse Arts Centre in Qualicum during the summer of 2024.